what she made it back for another episode oh my god she's incredible hi hello welcome back to sipping and spilling with suze i'm suze i don't know why i feel the need to say i'm suze i'm the only one here no one else you wouldn't get me you wouldn't get suze mixed up with anyone else's there is no other voice to differentiate from but anyway here i am i'm suze Right, okay, sorry. The beginning of this is what's the opposite of an ad? A bad. This is a bad. And Urban Outfitters, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck is Urban Outfitters doing, okay? For starters, stop being so Brandy Melville with your tiny, tiny sizes, okay? It's rude. We don't like that. Secondly, why are you, like, obviously their goal is to, like, have, like, they have some sustainable pieces, you know, like some. They have recycled pieces and then they have pieces that they just sell some vintage stuff. Reclaim vintage and other vintage stuff. But they sell stuff that's obviously been manufactured recently. And they're selling it all like balled up. Like with the baubles on them. Why? Why? Like why, are, why, would, why do you want people to fake vintage? Why do you want people to fake sustainable clothes? It's very strange and they're very, like, they look really comfy, but I'm also like, why not just sell old jumpers? Why are you manufacturing them? Like, why don't you just become the biggest distributors of pre-loved fashion? I know why. It's because there are the people out there who are like, yuck, pre-loved, disgusting. I want to make it look like I shop vintage, but I also want it to be uh, teeny tiny and brand new. I want someone to suffer. I want several people to suffer for me to look good. Also, their like home department. Now I do have to admit, I love the home department. Love it. Love it to bits. Okay. Like when I think, whenever I buy people like housewarming presents, it's usually in Urban Outfitter Home, Oliver Bonus. Sometimes Dunn Store's Home has some good bits, and so does Markets and Spencer's Home and Butler's. I think those are my go-to usually for. A good old housewarming gift. Anyway, but in Urban Outfitter Home, the home section, you know, they sell books, they sell little trinkets, they sell mm, cameras and basically anything you need to be an alt girly, but it's all mass produced. So you're really not that alternative because anyway, sorry, stop ranting, Suzanne. I did see something that I loved. I saw something that I was like, oh my God, if I'm ever dating a boy who is in love with I don't know if I have to do this, but drugs, trigger warning, trigger warning, drugs. I'm going to talk about drugs. Um, drugs. Sorry, drugs. Yeah, sorry. If I ever go out with a guy who, you know, is a cocaine fiend or ketamine or really any like powdered sugar or powdered drug. I don't know why I said powdered sugar. I know exactly what I'm buying him for his birthday slash... I don't know. As soon as I know he's a cocaine fiend, I just want to give him this. So Urban Outfitter Home are selling, there's three of them. So there is a fried egg one. There is a sand peach and there is a cash. They are like a pot and spoon set. So it's this little small trinket and there's a spoon sticking out and you can take off the lid and take out your 
it, they're for, they're called sugar dishes. Why the fuck is Urban Outfitters selling them cocaine? Like no one's buying these for their sugar. It's very they're too small to like house to house all the sugar in your own house. So it's definitely for drugs. Anyway, so I'm gonna buy those for when I'm going out with a boy who loves cocaine or ketamine or any powdered sugar. And we're gonna like, I'm gonna make sure he uses it. And then when we eventually move in together, which we probably won't because I'm chaotic as fuck. But anyway, when we move in together, I'm gonna like store it on like, I was gonna say on the coffee table, but that risks a lot of people knocking it over. So like on like a shelf or like the mantelpiece with like our cute family photos. And then this little like, this cat pot and spoon set that houses our cocaine like I don't do cocaine so I have no reason to have this but when I'm with someone who does do cocaine they'll need they'll need this cute little house and it's like so Lana Del Rey I feel because it's this little tiny tiny little vessel and there's a tiny little spoon and you can just scoop out how much cocaine you like and you know I just think that's lovely you know so like Urban Outfitters Home they have three of these sets that was the thing that stood out to me in Urban Outfitter Home also I was in her sorry because I was in Urban Outfitters before job interview because I had to kill time so I was like looking around obviously I was kind of out of place because I'm a larger lady so there's like very few things in Urban Outfitters that'll fit me apart from the men's section if you're plus size just shop in the men's section which is what I have done a bit because I was, I tried on, sorry, I tried on the women's cargo pants and I tried on the men's cargo pants. The men, obviously because men have a penis or something, it means that, you know, they need extra space. Uh, Women have stomachs, so we also need extra space. Just putting that out there. So the men's are a gorgeous fit on my fuller figure. Oh, sorry. And I was walking around and there was this guy who was, he was like selling there. Like he had his own like vintage market. And I was looking at a lot of his stuff because it was like reworks and pre-loved clothes. And some of them were really nice. And I was like looking at a good few of them. And I was like, I can't really go to a job interview with bags of clothes, particularly because I'm interviewing for a different retail brand. So it might be weird walking. It Sorry, it's a vintage store. So it'd be really bad me walking in with Urban Outfitters. But also I wouldn't do that. Anyway, anyway. And um, I kept making eye contact with him. He was there with a friend. And the friend was talking about like, I think it's camera density. I don't know. At first I thought it was clothes. But then he was referring to like weights of clothes that were way too heavy for an item of clothing. Like he was like, I asked the manufacturers to get it as heavy as the easy. But like that's just very impossible to ship and I was like what the fuck is he on about but then I think cameras because he also was saying millimeters which makes me think cameras and his friend was like talking to other people in the store I kept making eye contact with this boy who was sitting there and I think it's because he was sitting in silence like listening to his friends and like looking at his like the clothes that he has been selling and obviously I kept looking over because like the friend was talking and the friend was kind of obnoxious. Oh, sorry. And we kept making eye contact. And do I think that's the love of my life? No, I don't. Because the love of my life probably doesn't sell vintage clothes. The love of my life probably is a bad person. Just saying. What else have I got to say? Oh my God, sorry. I completely forgot. Guys, thank you so much for the response. Episode one, gosh. I got so many nice messages, so many like 
like messages that made me go fuck thank god this wasn't a mistake I got so many like texts from girls being like oh my god I'm so glad it's back I love this I love going for a walk and listening you're funny you're funny as fuck your stories are hilarious like um just like all that sort of thing and yeah oh and like three people were like please don't stop please keep going and I was like guys I get it I'm talented and shout out to Tanya's boyfriend Sean who recommended to her that she listens to my podcast I don't know if he recommended it he may have just said it in passing like oh Suzanne has a podcast and Tanya was like yeah uh shout out to Tanya thank you anyway I have a theory about those self-help books that are like you fill in you know it's like the happiness journal and all those where you fill in like it asks a question and you fill it in I have a theory about all those I don't like them but I think the people who do like them were like academic high achieving students because it reminds them of doing like stuff in their workbooks in primary school like um mathematics the shadow book you know because you would write in I can't fucking stand those ones I cannot stand self-help journals that make you fill in things you know write down your four favorite flavors and you're like I don't fucking know I can't write vanilla for each one but like I can't think of anything right now I'm stressed and looking for help so I'm just not a fan of that I'm not a fan of those I understand that they're beneficial for some people but I love a plain journal and when I say a plain journal I mean like no lines on the page or anything not even the like bullet journal dot pages nothing I like a blank page preferably a little bit off-white and like a thick enough consistency that I can use like a marker if necessary because I don't only like to write I also like to draw sometimes or like draw diagrams diagrams I find very helpful or pictures of the ugliest things that people wore <laughs> but yeah no I also don't because I think it's maybe because I'm dyslexic I don't write I don't do well writing on lines I just can't stick to them and when it's something that no one's gonna read why the fuck do I need lines because like I can just write in my own way and it can get as big and as small as it likes or as necessary as opposed to like sticking to lines like I only like you know the lines drawn on a page and I love kind of I kind of love the ones that are that your mom uses the ruler and draws on with a pencil and then rubs out when you're done I love those for I don't want to say sending cards to people but like you know when you have to like make cards in school or all that like that's why I think I prefer doing when I make cards for people I prefer doing it on photoshop because the ruler and stuff it's already built in and the word the font is always going to be like the size I want it and I can just make it the way I want it to look and not have to depend on my crummy spelling to come in like I love having spell check I love having it that I can delete oh my god sorry the the way I love deleting stuff it's like no other it's like no other now some things I have to write down and then burn because I can't even have the people at Apple knowing like I can't have it getting back to Apple them saying oh my fucking god this girl wrote down that she's obsessed with pickles so much that she shoves them up her bum I don't but like just to that level so those things have to be written down and burned because you know how sometimes you just have to get things off your chest 
like when you write a letter to someone that you're never going to send I would never write a letter to someone on my laptop because letters are so personal I'm going to write that and because if I'm writing you a letter you probably don't care about my crummy spelling like probably you might like hmm who are the people that I've written letters to where I oh sorry I wrote we wrote letters to my nana during covid because she lives in Cork and we live in Dublin and she was really lonely and I legit made my mum draw me out lines for me to write her letter because she would care she would care about my bad spelling and my bad handwriting because my nana's very um like prim and proper like my nana is kind of downtown abbey vibes sorry like to prove how downtown abbey vibes she is she has royals hanging on her wall like old royals are hanging on her wall now she claims that they were in the house when she moved in and she hasn't moved she hasn't changed them but i'm really not sure I'm really not sure. Like, my great-granny, who would have lived in the house originally, like, yeah, she was a bougie bitch. Like, she was wearing fur coats fucking everywhere. She didn't give a fuck. Like, World War... World War Two. she was, like... She, I don't think she was really impacted by the whole ration system. Um... Because she was grand. Like, she was straight chilling. She was wearing her fur coats around. She was making curry. Bizarre. And partially raising my granddad. Not really, because my granddad was basically more raised by his sisters. Um, And my granddad was like this... Sorry. My granddad was... the He was... My granddad was the youngest. And then it was sisters all above him. And then older, older brothers. And his older brothers... Obviously, had moved out. Gone off. Sorry, they went off to war thank you I guess yeah they went off to war they were fighting in like they were fighting in like India no 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 no. they were fighting they were fighting over in eastern Asia for sure so my granddad was basically raised by his sisters but my granddad was like a spoiled baby because my grandfather's family was well off he ate like a king he was spoiled by everyone because he was the only boy then in the house And it got to the point where his sisters could no longer carry him places. So they had to drag him places because he couldn't walk yet. But they had to like drag him. Like they would put him on something and drag. As opposed to putting him in a buggy. Because they couldn't even lift him into a buggy. Because he was so fat. And he kind of continued on that way throughout life. But like he got away with it because he was six foot four and a farmer. So it didn't matter that he was... Uh, on the chunkier side because it just he kind of wore it like how rugby players wear it like he was just big and stocky like anyway why was like why am I talking about my granddad oh because my nana is adamant that her crazy mother-in-law was the one who had all these things up all the royal stuff but I'm really not sure I really doubt it like it just doesn't seem legit to me um my grandparents did sorry people are probably like what why do your grandparents have royals on the walls like that's scandalous yeah no my grandparents are protestant so it's really it's not as scandalous as you think it's just religious imagery and royals not like the present day royals old old royals like king henry or something i don't know if that is a king but yeah no they're 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 proddy so they they get away with it i guess like, they have this big... There, Sorry, there's a room that's just full of, like, memorabilia. Like, expensive memorabilia. Why? No idea. And, like, we weren't really allowed in that room as a child because, obviously, there was so much expensive memorabilia. But that's, like, where the room where there's guests. So, like, when there was a funeral, like, after my granddad died, 
like that's where the wake was held creepiest thing in the world creepiest fucking thing in the world I don't like wakes I'm sorry that shows the proddy in me I don't like wakes particularly not in my own home not in the house I'm staying in I don't like sleeping in the same house as a dead body like it didn't impact me too much but it it does it does fuck with your head a bit like I don't I don't think there's a need to have a dead body in the house maybe I'm wrong maybe some people really find it soothing because they're like oh no they're just downstairs but honestly I don't love it I don't love it it was the first like I'd been to wakes before but this was the first wake that I'd been to that was in a house I was staying in so it was in my grandparents house and me and our cousins are all sorry my family and my our cousins were staying down there and like it's a big farmhouse it's a big farmhouse it's terribly laid out it is so poorly laid out so both so the master bedroom and the guest room are big enough to be two rooms like it's so annoying the room we used to stay in as children had a had basically a room fenced off within it but it was just full of junk sorry grandparents are hoarders it's ridiculous anyway so the house is massive but there's three there's three bedrooms three bedrooms in a massive fuck off house it's so annoying so i didn't get to sleep in a bedroom until way after the funeral like way after the funeral wasn't until people started to leave that i got to sleep in a bedroom and i didn't get to sleep in a bedroom and this is kind of this is questionable as to should i or should i not have been in a bedroom so i was experiencing really bad stomach cramps uterine cramps because I suffer from adenomyosis I was suffering really badly with these stomach pains and I was also sorry fun fact I was allergic to dairy at this point which I didn't realize like my gynecologist had told me FYI this could mean you're no longer able to process dairy and I was like yeah whatever and I was pro I was eating dairy and it was making my stomach bleed because my it was just sitting in my stomach and then acids building up and then acids burning through my stomach. Anyway, disgusting. So I was in so much pain because tummy bleeding and then also uterine problems and then also really fucking sad my granddad's died and then also, oh, she's still a raging bulimic with who like refuses to eat but when she does she will 90% of the time chuck it up particularly in her grandmother's presence like I won't get sick in front of her but like it's if I'm eating in front of my nana terrified me anyway so I wasn't given a bedroom I don't even think I had a bed no me and my I me and my dad slept in the dining room on the floor Maybe, no, we probably did have beds. Someone probably brought down, we, yeah, we probably had like fell out mattresses or something. So me and my dad were sleeping downstairs across from the dead body, basically. Not in the same room, but like just across the hallway was the dead body. Scary as fuck. And uh, everyone else got to sleep upstairs. Sorry, before my granddad died, because we came down, my granddad died the 27th and we arrived down on the 25th on Christmas Day. And I wasn't supposed to go down. I wasn't supposed to travel because I was in so much pain. And being in a car while you're bleeding is so bad because you're being like jostled around, particularly particularly on country roads. Anyway, but I wasn't supposed to go, but because it wasn't it wasn't like confirmed he was dying. And then 
it got confirmed that day. Like I was supposed to be staying in my godmother's house and going down later when I had healed a bit, but no. Anyway, got confirmed on Christmas day, granddad's dying. So we all get in dad's car, we go down. We're there for two nights before granddad dies, if you're not aware, if you haven't copped. You probably have, because you can probably do maths. So it was kind of done on, it, we were sleeping in Rhoda's, disgusting sleeping in Rhoda's so I got to sleep on the mat on a mattress in my grandmother's room I think I got like I was sleeping at like 2 a.m to like 7 a.m or something weird because there was always someone in the nursing home basically with them so we basically slept in shifts some people just always had beds my cousins always had beds because they were down there first and yeah enough of enough about that enough about me being jealous of the fact they had beds and I fucking didn't so I had to a lot of the time I didn't wasn't sleeping at night and I was in so much pain and I was like trying not to scream because it's scream worthy pain obviously you're bleeding inside your body and I was like trying not to scream out in pain obviously really sad granddad's just died or no sorry this is before granddad died granddad's dying emotions are high with everyone because my mum's family don't necessarily get on anyway. Even without someone dying. So it was really, it was a very tense time. And a lot of the time I got to sleep during the day. Like I was sleeping during the day. I got to get, uh, my nana would let me into her bed during the day. I didn't, I'm not saying that I expected my nana to give up her bed for me. I absolutely did not. I expected a cousin. Anyway. um. So then as it went on, as the funeral and process went on so my granddad loved Christmas he loved Stephen's day he hated I think it's called All Saints Day which is the 27th he fucking hated it for some reason I think it's because it was like yay all the saints but he was like that's fucking November 1st like that's what November 1st is for or whatever so he died on the 27th some people say it was planned some people say it wasn't my mum and my nana I think I can't remember who else but they were definitely with him you know how they say something falls in the house when someone dies? Like something falls, something breaks, something falls to the ground and it's unexplained but it's like how you know someone's died. So his teapot, the metal teapot fell, I found the metal teapot on the ground and it was then like broken, like the lid, the lid is never closed properly. They still use the same fucking teapot. Anyway, and later my sister broke a picture but like my, my, sorry me finding the teapot that was the thing that fell that broke when he died it's not the fucking picture the picture just fell but my nana didn't care at first my sister was like oh fuck I've broken a picture but it was fine anyway and so then we got the call you know granddad's dead it was really sad but also for the best he'd been suffering from alzheimer's for like 10 years and his quality of life just wasn't there like he was wheelchair bound he was no longer living at home like you know it was his time shall we say it was really sad and my granddad was one of the reasons he was like the reason I would go down to visit to go down to visit Cork and to like see the family and stuff it was because of him I loved my granddad he was my busy mate my icon um I don't know why I'm making a podcast about all this. It's very strange. Anyway, sorry, can I need to get to the fucking story of me ta- Right, so, he, we're, we're waking him. We're at the fucking wake, whatever it is, whatever the term is. 
granddad's in the good sitting room or the good dining room. Me and Fred are in the casual dining room. And because I don't know the names because Nana and mum know the names and probably my aunts know the names of which is the sitting room and which is the dining room because they both have tables in them. But it's just, I don't know which is which. Anyway, so we were in the casual one and granddad's in the fancy one. And there's men staying up with him. Like, they're like, oh, we'll stay up with the body all night. Because I think that's some... I think it's a Catholic thing. That, like, someone needs to stay with the body. So the body doesn't get lonely. And my my nana... This really freaked out my nana. Having people just sitting in her house while she was going to sleep. She felt like very bad hostess. So my mum promised to stay up with these men. And, um... Me and my dad sleeping downstairs in the room across from all this. And I get a dock of pain and I let out a scream. I'm like, ah! oh God, oh my God, ah! that's so sore. The men turn to my mother and they go, that's the banshee coming. I was mistaken as a fucking banshee at my granddad's wake anyway so needless to say they fucked off they left because banshees or because there was someone screaming in the next room so they left and I think my mum ended up staying up all night with the with granddad because I think she did get a bit superstitious I don't know or she didn't want him to get lonely not entirely sure some people are really freaked out by dead bodies like Eve is really freaked out by dead bodies and particularly bodies being waked basically a dead body that's been embalmed they freak eve out a lot i think all dead bodies freak eve out but like the embalmed ones are the ones you see so they're the ones that freak her out she really struggled with it and obviously my younger cousins struggled with it too like because granddad's in the granddad's in the good dining room but he's dead so it was kind of weird and it was like it's a very different it's a very interesting time everyone grieving and people grieve differently like because we were waking granddad at home and because it was like Christmas time there was a good bit of time between granddad dying and the funeral so lots of visitors in the house loads of them really annoying so annoying having visitors in the house particularly because my nana has a guard dog my nana has a sexist guard dog well they're all she's loads of guard she's a few guard dogs but because they all basically bark at people coming in. But her main guard dog is sexist as fuck. So Rosie, who is the biological mother of my dogs, hates, hates men. And it's probably because of some past trauma. Like they got her from another person. Like she wasn't, she wasn't a puppy when my Nana got her. My Nana loves her. She really, Rosie really trusts my Nana. Rosie, I think met granted a few times, but Rosie was bought after Grandad went into the nursing home. So he didn't know her. Um, But she came over to visit him a few times in the nursing home. But yeah, so Rosie fucking hated men. So every time a man came into the yard to like come into the house to visit Grandad, one of us had to go outside to like hold Rosie and tell her to go away. Like to tell her to not bite the men. Because she would, she'd like go for them. And she's this tiny thing. But she's got razor sharp teeth and I wouldn't mess with her and that was really annoying because Rosie hates men and my granddad's a farmer so a lot of men were coming by the house so basically someone was standing outside all the time partially because we were probably getting away from the tents indoors but also because uh how you say necessary 
So there's a lot of cakes being made, butterfly buns, baked goods. We're all trying to like get through this turkey that's shit. Um, and you know, and we're all, we're eating in shifts as well. Oh yeah, sorry, massive house, not enough dining room chairs. It's annoying. It's very annoying. The house is so badly laid out. I hate it. I also am convinced there's a poltergeist in the house. Like, I've always thought there was something negative in that house. Like, negative energy. Like, a spirit, a poltergeist. Don't know what it is. And it lives in the hallway. Lives in the hallway. There's a poltergeist. And it will get you. It will get you when you're going to the bathroom. It'll get you at night time. It'll get you just in the middle of the day. Like, just don't stand in the hallway in my nana's house. It'll get you. <sighs> anyway, all these people were coming in and, you know giving their respects and talking to Nana, which was lovely. But, like, me and my cousins, like, my family and the cousins, we're Dublin-based. We all live in Dublin. We didn't know any of these people. We were all trying to be nice, but, like, we don't know any of these people. We're grieving. I'm in a lot of pain. People are making... We, Myself and my sisters, we also packed so last minute because we found out on Christmas Day that we were going down. So we literally just chucked a ton of black clothes in a bag. I don't even think I had enough underwear. Anyway, so we're down there. We're trying to be like nice to these people, but also like, I don't know, as a, as someone who doesn't come from like a massive family, I don't grieve with my family. Like we grieve, we all grieved very differently. Um, and it was just really uncomfortable. And then when it actually came to the actual service, I was really sick, so I think the original plan, now I'm not sure, I always thought I was going to do Grandad's eulogy, maybe it's just because I'm stuck up, but I always thought it was going to be me, but I was really sick, so Nana asked Eve, which makes sense, because I would have been too sick, like I hobbled up to do my reading, and like I just wasn't well. Um, so Eve did the eulogy and it was really well written. It was beautiful. I think her and mum wrote it with Nana's help and it was gorgeous. I think I was, I think I, I was up in Nana's bed when Eve was writing it. So Eve kept coming in to ask me questions. I was kind of lucky. I was mostly away from people during all that period, which is what I would have wanted. But it was because I was in so much pain that I just couldn't even be around people because I was just screaming off in pain. I was like, oh my God, this is so sore. And yeah, put that pain with bulimia and grieving and anxiety. And it was a horrible time. But the actual church service was... Eh, I don't want to say it was lovely. I liked the church service. I don't think many people in my family liked the church service. Like, I don't think it was, like, a liked... I don't think... Anyway, so we... Me and my cousins... Because no one could shell your granddad's coffin. He's six foot four. Like, he had an extra large, extra wide coffin. Um, And it was extremely heavy. Because, obviously, my nana was like, the best for him. So, no one could have sheltered it. Like, I think he would have... I think it would have taken, like eight rugby backs rugby backs I don't know it would have taken like eight rugby players to shelter this coffin so instead me and my cousins we like oh what do they call it they called it something it was kind of nice we basically walked the coffin down 
the aisle. Like it was on a push. It was on like a little cute little, not a cute trolley. It was on a little trolley. And then my sisters and our two cousins like walked it up. Shout out to my cousin Abby who she like carried me up the steps because oh my god the steps up to my grandparents church So there are really long ones which we didn't have to do and then there are the ones just up to the door Which are very steep and very annoying It's just not wheelchair accessible. I don't know if it is now, but it's just not so my cousin Abby who is seven years younger than me she like She like put her arm underneath and like helped me up Because feck I was just not well Anyway, so then we also, we pushed it and Abby was across from me and she was doing most of the pushing on, on our side. Fair play to her. And then it was really lovely to see so many people from home came to my granddad's funeral. Like people from Lucan came. And it was so lovely. Like my mum's, my mum's college friends came. And they're like dotted all over the country. There are people from like, there are family friends there. My godmother came, Sophie came. It was really lovely to have people who you knew were there for you at the funeral. It was just, it was, sorry, it was just, it was really lovely. Um, it was a funny enough service cause the priest kept calling my aunt Amelda, Amanda, like throughout. And my aunt, my aunt Amelda would be like a parishioner in that church. Like that would be her church. I don't know if she goes to church, but that would be her church. And he kept calling her Amanda. He's like, and Amanda. And we were all trying not to laugh. Um, yeah, so it was really funny. My nana was not impressed by that. My nana was like, for fuck's sake. But she probably didn't say for fuck's sake. And then we all got influenza. No, we didn't all get influenza. So then after the funeral, it was like, because it's like Christmas holiday time. It's winter. You're all fucking sick. It's between, it's like almost New Year's. Anyway, this is where like, I don't want to say it got funny, but basically... One of our cousins had a cold because we were all in such close quarters. Massive house in such close quarters because it's so poorly laid out. Um, So Eve, Abby and Leah, they were the first three. They got tonsillitis. Des got tonsillitis. I think mom got tonsillitis. I think Avril got tonsillitis as well. Anyway. And then a little bit later. So Eve... Eve left first. Eve went back first, I think. I think Eve went back first because her girlfriend was flying over from England because they were supposed to spend New Year's together. Like, I don't know if they, I don't know how well that worked out. But anyway, so they, Eve and Dad went back together. Beth went back with the Thompsons. I don't know who went back first. Eve and Dad could have left after the Thompsons. Not 100% sure. Maybe the Thompsons left first, but Beth had to work. And I think Beth also had to finish her dissertation. Mm, I could just be making that up. I have no idea because I was very centered on myself. So it's like me and my cousins, my mom, Avril, the aunts and my nana. And I get tonsillitis and it's the worst. It was really bad tonsillitis, obviously, because when you have an eating disorder, you've no fucking immune system. So I got really, really sick. I was vomiting, coughing, spluttering. My aunt turned to me and she goes, oh, you'll, you'll be the next one to go. Um, my aunt literally was like to my cousin, stay away from her. She's on her deathbed. Like she'll be the next to go. Look at her. She was like, I've seen healthier dying calves. And I was like, weird analogy, weird little segue, like weird thing to compare me to a dying calf that's healthier than like, why just say I've seen healthier dead things? I don't get it. I, my mom then had to go into town and buy me like warm clothes, like all, like hoodies and tracksuits because I didn't have any. 
I packed in such short notice. I didn't bring anything that was like functional. So I was frozen. I was vomiting. I was sick. Eventually I got to sleep in my Nana's bedroom like during the night. Uh, yeah, I got a mattress on my Nana's floor uh, full time. So lucky. I didn't really do much sleeping though because I was vomiting and vomiting in pain, coughing. Yeah, I just wasn't well. <laughs> Yet again, she's not moody, not well. Shocking. I think my cousins left before me and my mom. I think me and my mom were the last to leave. Yeah. Yeah, we were. We were the last ones to go. Mainly because I could not travel. And uh, yeah, I just love my mum. I just didn't want to leave my mum alone with all that. And I've been back since to my grandparents' house. Uh, but not often because yet again, there is a poltergeist in their house. There just is. Uh, I don't have the greatest relationship with that side of the family partially because they used to all call me fat what and they always make comments on my body delicious not my granddad my granddad never did my granddad was a fucking star oh god he was a queen you know he was an ally oh what was it he said oh it was during the it was during the gay marriage the marriage equality referendum and when my granddad went to vote someone had to like someone had to like escort 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 him into the booth like one of us would have to go with them to like walk him to the booth and to make sure that like he voted and didn't like I don't know get upset or something uh and usually Beth would go with him because he found Beth very soothing because she's like the spit of my mom and also because Beth would be good for that sort of thing like she cares about society I don't really anyway but it was about it was coming up to the marriage referendum and I asked him I was like oh what do you think like should gay people be allowed to marry and he looks at me and goes, oh yeah, sure. Sure, why wouldn't they? And I was like, no, I mean to each other. Like, should they be allowed to marry, get married to each other? And he was like, ah, sure. He, gayness exists in nature. He was like, we've had gay cows. And I was like, brilliant. Ally, go Georgie. But like my my core memories with my granddad is when we were, when I was like a wee tosh. My granddad used to bring me around the farm, but obviously I had little legs and I would get tired. And he would put me up on Rover's back. Rover was the dog. And Rover used to like carry me around the farm on his back. Like I would get like pony rides off Rover this dog. Oh, and my granddad, he would never, he didn't really pick us up when we'd be walking. But if you got tired when you were like down the land and you got really tired and you're like, I can't do it. He'd always put his hand, he'd put his like hand behind you to like push you along. And that's why I think that when the wind, you know when the wind blows behind you to like push you along? I always think that's my granddad. I'm like, that's my granddad. He is, he's there for me. He's supporting me. Um, No, oh, sorry. My granddad was gas. So when we would play Monopoly or Cluedo or scrabble in my nana's house it was very competitive it was very competitive even though we were children it was very competitive mostly because my sisters were geniuses my nana was quite intelligent she was really smart and my mum's really smart my granddad's really smart but in other ways and I was a fucking dunce to say the least so we'd be playing because there's more than there's more than the allotted number of like you know people that can play certain games it was always teams and I think also because we were kids it would be teams so the teams it was usually Nana and Beth Mum and Eve me and Grandad or even Beth were a team and Nana Mum and Nana and Mum were like independent players and then me and Grandad were a team I was always on a team with my Grandad mostly because no one else wanted me no one wanted me. In fairness, I probably was. I was probably a lot of dead weight. Like for Scrabble, Jesus, I couldn't even spell my own name. Like for ages, I used to 
spell my name wrong. It was really embarrassing. I would get one S the right way and the other the wrong way. I would put an M instead of two N's. It was just, it was embarrassing. I got my A and my E mixed up. Yeah, and everything went the wrong way. Regardless, my granddad, like when we would play Scrabble, he would always like, he went for the fun words, like, you know, bum or dog or, you know, like things that as a child, I was like, ha ha, Cluedo, we'd guess straight away. We'd just make an accusation straight away and get, he'd, we'd get, he'd usually get us knocked out of most games so that we could just go out and play with dogs outside. My grandparents had lots of dogs when I was growing up. I think they had like eight at one time. There was always dogs, lots of them, because it was like a working farm. So they were like working dogs, but they were also just such fun little angels. They were such fun dogs. My granddad one time, sorry, my granddad never got me, my sister's. I always start stories so poorly. My sisters went with my granddad to pick out a puppy because there was someone on a farm, on a local farm's dog who just had puppies and granddad was going over to buy one. So he brought Beth and he brought Eve because they were old enough to go. Like I would have been too young. We knew they were, granted, like the goal was to get one dog. But obviously like the woman who was selling these dogs, obviously I think she wanted rid of them because like, on farms there's always puppies like somewhere there will always be a puppy on a farm sorry there'll always be a farm in rural Ireland that's about to have puppies or has puppies or anything so like the like the wanting to get rid of them very high because they cost a lot they also take the working the mother who's a working dog like out of commission because like she's then minding her puppies or training her puppies so they like really want rid of them my granddad always kept us he would always keep like one puppy he would always keep one puppy from a litter because i don't know he just would my granddad loved dogs anyway so they went down and obviously this woman wanting to get rid of another dog so she put one dog in beth's arms and she's like look and granddad was like yeah that's the dog we're getting and then she put sally who oh god had special needs without a doubt Sally had special needs she was a narnar dog like she used to be like nar, nar, nar. just the normal things she was always pawing she was always like pawing at her own nose like she was like nar and like hitting her nose yeah the other dogs didn't really get on with her like I'm sorry she was just she was typical child with special needs you know the other kids don't really get on with them they're a bit weird they like the other weirdos like Sally loved Eve I would just like to say I do have special needs so like I'm not I'm not roasting the kids with special needs I'm not slagging them I'm just literally stating stating facts from one person who experienced it to another I didn't I related with Sally but also in the fact that I was like oh god that's all the stuff I do Ugh, I hate it I'm not hating on people with special needs I'm riddled with them anyway so obviously she wanted rid of Sally now, Sally was a great dog. Like, she turned out to be a really good watchdog. That's also because, like, she just... I don't think she liked a lot of people. Like, she liked kids, but I don't think she liked a lot of adults because she was a bit nyar nyar, you know, yourself. She made the weirdest noises. She made the weirdest noises. She was like... Nyar. Like a dog, like a collie. And she was mostly white, which is really weird for a collie. She was mostly white and she had, like, a few black spots. She wasn't very collie at all. I'm just saying. So Sally and Jan were sisters. Jan was like typical collie. Normal collie. Collie looking. Collie behaving. And she, I think Jan was, yeah, Jan was like a foul dog. Sorry, not that she was foul. 
as in like she rounded up the chickens the geese the ducks like that's 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 where she would like be working and Sally was a guard dog my sisters came home with puppies I was fucking raging I was fucking pissed and obviously probably around three years old and I just stand there and like granddad no get me no puppy fuming I was fuming I don't think I I like really did not forgive him I was so angry like mom and nana were like Suzanne you were so annoyed of course I was my sisters both got dogs and I didn't this is ridiculous and because like on nana's farm we all owned a dog basically so Eve owned Sally Jan was Beth's dog I got Rover and I was kind of defecto like Rover kind of chose me but like Rover was there before I was born I didn't choose him we chose each other. Uh, I love him. He was the best dog ever. Rover was like my granddad's dog. Like he, w- it was his sidekick. So like made sense that like he was then my sidekick. Oh, and then a little while later, I think another year passes and I'm standing in the kitchen and dogs weren't really, dogs weren't allowed in the house. Like not the farm, like farm dogs weren't. Puppies were, but like working dogs weren't allowed in the house because they were dirty. Anyway, and this dog comes into the house and I was like, oh my God, what the hell? My granddad got me, I think he was like three or four years old. My granddad got me this dog and he was, he was a redhead. He was orange. Oh, we love that. His name was Ben. He didn't last too long. Poor Ben. I think I named him Ben. Anyway, poor Ben didn't last, he didn't die, but he had to live. And I know, I know when I say this, people are like, he did die. He didn't die. Okay. But Ben had to go live with an old man because Ben used to hunt sheep so Ben was going around not rounding up sheep he was like trying to get one separate from the group and he was a bit vicious to the sheep not to humans he was sweet as a button to humans but sheep not so much and he was orange like he was a redhead so there's there was a lot of us who were like he might be part fox like he might actually just be part fox so he had to go live with an old man he did not die okay I know it's so like Ah, our dog went to live on a farm so they could run around all the time. No, he went to live with an old man. He didn't die, okay? I'm not being naive. He didn't die. Jesus. Jesus, he didn't die. Stop it. Eventually, I got Lassie. So, Jan and Roy had pups. I got Lassie then. There was always a puppy kept. So, the puppy that was being kept was Max because he was, like, the strongest puppy and he was, like, he showed signs of being a good working dog and both his parents were good working dogs and um then Lassie got kept as well because what Suzanne accidentally broke her back leg I'm not a sociopath I swear to god I'm not a sociopath I can't explain this we were shutting them into their trailer I know you're thinking their trailer yeah they lived in they lived in a trailer when they were puppies that's where Dan nested so they were in a trailer and I was shutting the door and her leg just popped out oh so sad but yeah so she hobbled for a while so they couldn't they couldn't get rid of they couldn't give her away because she had broke she had a broken back leg so they were keeping her they kept her thinking she was gonna be a dunce oh fuck she was no dunce lassie was zoom zoom pow pow incredible lassie was a class dog like she was very smart she was a really good working dog and i'm just saying you're all welcome okay i really regret the fact that i broke her back leg i don't think i should be blamed though okay it was an accident I didn't do it on purpose. I think I cried longer than Lassie did. Like I was really fucking upset about this because I love dogs and I couldn't believe that I'd hurt a dog. Oh, and sorry, Lassie had flecks of orange because Roy had flecks of orange. So Lassie and Max had flecks of orange. Like they had orange eyebrows and stuff. So like 
and Max then was Eve's dog and Lassie was mine so I was like oh my god look at us I don't know why Eve got Max I don't know how the doling out of dogs technically works and also it was literally us owning them in um in May like not even in name I don't think we owned them in name but it was literally us owning them in emotion like they were ours because when our cousins arrived then other dogs were theirs and Jesus we got so fucking annoyed sorry when you get when you've been the only grandchildren in a family and then cousins arrive Jesus Christ that is annoying okay because they were like taking our seats at the table they were taking our special spoons like we all had a special spoon in my nana's house mine was red both cousins tried to take my spoon and claim it was theirs it was fucking bullshit bull sorry enough of me uh cousin hating for a while I actually like my cousins uh they're very funny they're very they're highly entertaining sorry guys I was in McDonald's today because nothing says post-interview like a good Mackey's you know how they do that Monopoly thing and everyone's like, it's a scam. It's only good if you get the free food. You're right. It's great when you get free food. I got three months free subscription to Redly. So Redly is, it's like a magazine and newspaper platform app. Well, it's an app, but like you can also do it on desktop. And I think one month is usually like 11 But so three months free and my meal in McDonald's was about eight euro. So cheaper even paying the one month free subscription and I got three months free and I'm delighted because now I have Vogue so I downloaded the app and I now have Vogue on my phone and anyone who knows me knows that I'm like I just love Vogue I love looking at it like it's not the same having it on your phone as it would be like feeling it on your fingertips but it's more sustainable this way and also I still get to read it all and look at all the nice clothes pet peeves though I hate I hate articles that start that have like a massive letter and then they carry on to the word. Normally it's okay because it's just the massive letter beside the word. But on some articles, it's this massive letter and then it drops down and then it's the rest of the sentence. So on this article about self-assurance, there's this massive F and then a paragraph starts below that saying friendship was almost always the subplot of, yeah. But it's like, why don't you just say friendship? Like, why do you have to say F and then friendship? It's very annoying. It's very frustrating, I would say. I just love it. I'm like so proud of myself for winning this McDonald's treat. Cause it's such a treat. Cause I get to read about how columnist Marina Hyde became Britain's chronologicaler, chronologicaler in chief. Basically she writes a lot of columns. It's amazing. Being a columnist, it's like my dream job. I would fucking love to be a columnist. Now, am I the best writer? No, because I only really write press releases, which are very like one-sided. But I feel like I would be a good columnist because other than the fact that like my grammar, spelling and probably sentence structure is very like um, informal. Hashtag dyslexia, but sexy here. I just would love it because... I think it's because I love talking and I love telling people things. Like, I love telling people stories. No shit, Suzanne, you have a podcast and you're just talking about yourself. Hee <laughs> hee. But, like, if I was to be a po- not a podcaster, if I was to be a columnist, it would just be, like, celebs, lifestyle, fashion, food, but, like, housewifey mummy food. Like, as in making the nicest meals ever. I would go to restaurants and review them, but I'm allergic to dairy, so fucking going to restaurants is so difficult. And having friends that don't get that, so annoying. I've had friends be like, oh, will we go to this place? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let me check the menu. And all I can have is the chips. I'm like, no, please 
please before you suggest a place to me or like let me know because there has been times where a friend has been like oh no let's go to this place it's so nice I'm like okay cool do you know if I can eat there and they're like of course yeah 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 there's loads of options and I'm sitting there having chips and it's shit it is shite so I am a bit of a person who likes going to restaurants that I've been to before I know it's terrible but it's just like oh I don't want to die even though I've attempted suicide twice but I don't want to die by asphyxiation which is how you die from anaphylaxis because your throat closes over and it's fucking so painful anaphylaxis is so painful and I just don't recommend it and you get really weak and you get I get really cold which I don't know if it's the norm because I don't know how other people have anaphylaxis I haven't done too much research on other people's anaphylaxis because once I had my own uh three times I'm like well I think I know it I think I know what it feels like uh (laughs) Sorry, where was I? Oh, I was talking about if I was going to be a columnist and how I talk about food. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a chef, bit of a chef. I think I said this on the last podcast. So currently my kitchen actually smells, my kitchen smells like chicken. So I made a roast chicken yesterday. I made a full roast chicken dinner. Here's how I do it. On the roasting dish, on like the bottom of the dish, there's herbs. So there's rosemary, thyme, sage, parsley, salt and pepper, loads of that on the bottom. And then lemon juice and water also goes in the bottom of the pan. And then you put the rack on and then you put the chicken on. You do a butter base. So you cover it in butter and then salt and pepper all over it. You whack it in the oven for like an hour and a half. Obviously if the chicken's bigger, a bit longer because salmonella isn't cute. And it's fucking delicious. It's so good. And then you pour, sorry, you pour water into the bottom of the dish as you're cooking just so that it keeps the chicken like steaming while it also roasts so it keeps it really moist and juicy and oh so nice fall off the bone like sorry the rest of my roast chicken dinner it's amazing I think I said before it brought my dad to tears honey roast carrots chop your carrots into batons bit of honey bit of oil shake them all up I think you could hear my arms I do the actions while I speak I, I talk with my hands. I don't, I won't lie, but I still do the actions while I'm podcasting. So it's really fucking stupid. And then roast potatoes, you skin them. I cut them into smaller sizes depending because you want them all to be uniform. So if you have smaller potatoes, you need to cut the big ones up. That should be common sense. It's not. I have seen people whack potatoes into water of all different sizes. And then they're like, oh, it's so weird that some of them are still raw. And I'm like, no it's not you're an idiot and then yeah you boil them in salted water then you take them out when they're cooked you toss them up in a colander because you want to get them all like fluffy on the edges because that gets all crispy and it's so nice and then whack them into you're supposed to whack them into hot oil I never whack them into hot oil I'm so fucking lazy so oil with rosemary and minced garlic throughout the oil and then you shake the potatoes through that oil whack them in the oven for like an hour taking them out sporadically to turn and then half an hour before they're finished you whack in loads more crushed garlic because you don't want to put the crushed garlic in at the beginning because it will just burn uh what are the other oh stuffing i feel like stuffing is very self-explanatory i feel like everyone knows how to do stuffing last night's stuffing i did whack some rasher in it i put some bacon in because Eve complained the first not the first first and second time I made stuffing Eve complained it was too herby so I made it less herby and then I added ration and she still complained there was apparently the onion was still a bit raw and me and Fred didn't feel that way but anyway and then Beth's stuffing obviously gluten-free bread no onion no garlic 
same amount of herbs and a spring onion and hers she got more bacon than the rest of us because there's less in hers and I just wanted hers to taste nice and then gravy gravy's my fucking masterpiece okay gravy a bit of bisto I know so lazy bit of bisto but bisto and then in a frying pan I'll have slow caramelized onion mushroom and garlic and you cut those really finely because they're gonna end up in the gravy but you cook those really finely get them down to where they're really nice and like don't say jammy for a mushroom but jammy jammy how you say onion and garlic and then the mushroom is like melt in your mouth and then you pour some water over that and you do the whole like deglazing of the pan I'm still doing actions where you know you scrape at the bottom of the pan to get all that flavor out so you let that soak and then you make gravy as normal like as in the bistro with the cold water then hot water and then you pour in the onions and the liquid and the mushrooms and the garlic stir that up and then you get the juice from the chicken which at the bottom of it there's a bit of lemon in there there's the herbs there's everything that was cooking underneath but also now has the melted butter the fat from the chicken it's fucking delicious i make a very nice roast chicken dinner but anyway so today i took a chicken apart i took the roast chicken apart so i separated it into like meat that myself and my family will eat mostly me that i'll eat and i filled up a good like tub of it like there's a lot on a chicken and then the yucky skin we didn't really eat the skin in my family because apparently it gives you indigestion now i've never tried it and i don't eat i've never eaten a chicken skin but i don't think i'd like it the fat the grizzly bits all the bits that you're like i don't want to eat that or like the piece of chicken that's really like gelatinous yeah chuck that in a bowl for the dogs and then in a front saucepan the bones the cartilage lots of water salt and some onion no some apple cider vinegar chuck that in because i'm softening the bones so that the dogs can eat them and the the dogs love chicken broth obviously like you know, oh i think our, my family would like chicken broth too but i'm giving it to the dogs i don't give a fuck i am the parent of two beautiful dogs i'm not the parent of my family i'm actually the least parent in my family i'm the youngest so not my fucking problem okay and then finally this has probably been a really boring podcast but finally i'll leave you with my i made my own onion powder oh she is a chef i wasn't lying so you take the skins of the onion the clean ones i feel like i shouldn't need to specify that but i think i should clean skins of an onion and you whack them in the oven at a low heat for about an hour I think and you like dry them out now when I did it I did onion skins and the skins of the garlic oh the papers yeah 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 you dry them out and then you blitz them up in the Nutribullet and they're so good you can add them to sauces you can add them to anything because it's so aromatic it's delicious it's kind of like how you know how like stock cubes smell really nice it's kind of like that I'm such an old woman talking about cooking tips. I'm trying to think of something like good to end the podcast on, but I don't think I have anything. Sorry. I hate receiving drunk Snapchats off lads because are you 14? Stop. Don't just send me a picture of you when you're drunk being like, hey, I'm not replying. I think it's really creepy. It's really weird. Are you 14? Why are ever? why is people back now posting on Snapchat? Like, I thought we decided Snapchat was dead. I thought we were letting that in the, like, letting that in the dust. And it's also really awkward because, like, my neighbour has sent me, um, a few drunk texts before. My neighbour who has gone out with my friend's younger sister. I don't know how many dates they went on, but gross. Don't text me. 
Go away, like, go away. And yeah, I think I'll leave that there. Thank you. Bye. Tune in uh, for the next episode. I don't know what it's going to be on. Uh, like, I don't know what it's going to be about. I think I'll probably just do another random chat because that's what I'm good at. That's what I'm good for. But if you have anything that you want to hear about, let me know. Rate, follow. Oh, it's on Apple Podcast, I'm pretty sure. Because like I signed up to be on loads of these platform sites. So it should be on loads of platforms. If not, just listen to it on Spotify, okay? I don't know what else to tell you. Follow me on Instagram at Suze the Muse. Follow me on TikTok at Suze the Muse. Oh, try and get your uh, Halloween costumes this year. Try not to buy them from fast fashion. Like try to go secondhand, vintage, charity shopping, depot, borrow from friends, raid your grandparents' wardrobes. Like try and be sustainable because Halloween costumes, they're just not necessary. Like you don't need to spend 20 euro to look like a bunny rabbit when you're never going to use that again. You know what I mean? And DIY, DIY is great. And if you need DIY ideas, look at Nina Benina Brown. She does great stuff with like craft paper. She turned herself into a peach. She turned herself into a rat, like she's great. She's a drag queen. Kind of a problematic one, but anyway. Thank you so much. I will love you and leave you. And yeah, tune in next week, probably. I was thinking about doing some more podcasts because she unemployed. She got nothing better to do. But... God, the editing is so boring. Anyway, love you. Bye. Bye.